The word liminal has come up for me a number of times over the last few years. A lot of people are talking about liminal spaces or talking about the back rooms or things like that. Um, back rooms are the idea that you fell through a a clipping point, essentially, in the 3D model of the universe into the the back rooms of the universe, infinite, plain, nothing there. The word liminal itself really kind of means on the, the boundaries between spaces. And to me, there's a sense of timelessness. There's a sense of, I don't know, on the edge of something, on the, on the, on the precipice, that same feeling that I described a couple of nights ago as when you're looking out over the edge of a cliff and thinking, what would it be like to jump off? Not that it's some sort of ideation of self-termination, but, but rather just an imagination, uh, an idea that would be an extreme change. And I've been feeling weird for a while. I mean, I'm always a bit weird, so that's not really a new thing, but I think it's my my decadal change, if I can put it that way. Something I'd observed in the last three decades, that every 10 years or so, and not really on a specific schedule, just manifesting on those liminal spaces between decades. Not specific decades either, but more like it follows a cycle that's approximately 10 years long. But also in a similar way to that we talk about the 70s or the 80s or the 90s as if they're one coherent thing, when in reality, of course, time is continuous and nothing ever is in all places at once nor manifests only in one one way. All things are commingled. But I'm feeling that sense of it. I'm also feeling like I should be writing. <laughs> I'm feeling like I should be trying to use these lyrical moments to describe something, but I have no idea what. There's also a part of me which wants to journal properly. That is... Each day, sit down and write, write the day's events and thoughts. It's a practice pretty common in the idea of stoicism, much of which I, I'm not sure if I emotionally agree with, even if I logically see the points they're getting to. But one of the, one of the things that was prominently mentioned in a few of the things I was watching not today, it was a while ago, back when I was trying to keep up with a, a daily stoic thought email, which proved to be more than I was capable. But it was the idea of not only writing down your experiences, but reviewing them. I think at one point it was suggested maybe doing that in the same night, but to me, it feels much more important to, to capture the moment in words and then wait a while before examining it. It's true that the the resulting analysis will not be as fresh or detailed or maybe even relevant to your, your then now because it will have passed. Um, time will have changed the, 
the elements which made up that moment, you will have changed by then as well. But I feel like that distance would be necessary to really tr see, really truly see what's there. Some distance is introduced just by writing it down, but but a part of it also is 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 time that is no longer immediately resonant because you just wrote it because the words are still fresh in your mind, but resonant on a different level, a different meaning. And who knows? But the reason I feel like I should be writing is I should be trying to capture the sensations, the emotions, the the turmoil, the satisfaction, the, the sense of liminality that I'm feeling. Another metaphor springs to mind that um, is the word tumescent. I want to use the word tumescent. I have a, a broad vocabulary, but like so many things in my life, um, no, that's definitely not the word I was thinking of. <laughs> I have to look that word up because I know it from a different context. I guess, yeah, interesting. It actually kind of fits in the wrong way. I wonder what word I was thinking of. Uh, the metaphor I was thinking of in general was of a caterpillar um, wrapping itself up in a cocoon, which is a, I haven't, I, I really should study that because that, that is a fascinating process. This notion that a creature is going to go through a change. But to go through that change, in order to emerge on the other side transformed, they need a moment where they are, maybe quiescent was the word I was looking for. I will look that one up too as I, as I talk. But they need a moment when they are neither here nor there. Yeah, quiescent is a better word. Um, tumescent has different connotations, and it's kind of interesting that it comes to mind. Um, and I must have heard it in some other context where it was used that way. Tumescent has the notion of swelling and of, of transforming, but not transforming, but of, of, well, I guess transforming, but it has a much different context than what I was thinking of. Quiescent, of course, is the right word in the context, but doesn't, I'm fighting, yawning, pardon me. It doesn't also include the sense of, of growth, if you will. But we have a creature on earth that can, that will put itself away from the world for a while. It will, it will put itself into a torpor or, or lock itself away in order for a transformation to, to happen. And so far as we know, in it so far as we can know, Caterpillars don't have a sense of consciousness. It is a purely instinctual action for them to, to need to do this. And it isn't an, an obvious action. It's not like they're going to do this multiple times. It's not like they have practiced this and partially went into some sort of, pardon me, part, partially went into some sort of uh, dormant state and then came back. Except if they do, I don't know if they do. I think their entire life cycle is expended in a year, so probably not. And of course, this is also a question of evolution. I 
fully believe the theory of evolution is a very applicable connotation for understanding how things change. But only on the macro scale, only on the long-term scale does evolution kick in. It isn't the short term. It doesn't make any sense short term. Uh, it doesn't have any motivating change agent, only a selection agent. So, so what happens? How did a, a caterpillar first manifest this ability? What was the early stages? What were the, the, the interim stages along the way? How many of them had to do this for the interim stages to be <sighs> genetically implanted? Pardon me. Yawning is, is strong. To be, to be implanted within the, the creature. And then, of course, they emerge on the other side. And, and to us, to human beings, we've interpreted the transformation as going from an ugly to a beautiful creature. We've taken it, and for whatever reason, we have an instinctual reaction to the creepy, crawly bit that is a caterpillar. And yet, on the other side, notably, there are changes in color as well, but we consider butterflies to be majestic. It's curious. But that is the process in some ways I feel like I'm going through. An instinctual shutting down of some things in order to focus on, on particular growth or change, in order to find my way to the other side. I don't consider the transformation to be as dramatic, nor do I think of it as, as such a beautifying experience. But it's a metaphor I can draw on. Now, if every 10 years I have to do this, that is a different kind of kind of thing. But I want to write that somehow. Every writer, I presume, and I think I've read um, the notion that every writer injects something of themselves into their writing. It becomes fantastical, sure, but somewhere in there is the core of the writer just trying to express itself, which does fit with some of the, some of the more wild notions of of why the gods created mankind was that the universe needed to express itself or that the universe itself created mankind because it needed something to appreciate itself. I'm curious. So I, I, I kind of wish I was writing something right now. I've had the notion of trying to write something. I was listening to something, maybe even been today, might have been yesterday. I don't think I mentioned it. But the notion of writing ultra-short stories, a hundred words or less, seems like an impossibility to get an entire story into 100 words. And yet I've read some, some flash fiction, which, yeah, is less than 100 words. Now, I've also listened to flash fiction was less than 100 words, but I think that's being disingenuous because the reader, the performer, or performers definitely injected more than just the words. Emotion, pacing, style. All of those things were injected by the reader. Any good reader. I was, I noticed a post on Reddit recently where someone was asking about 
I believe, read literature. And they said they were disappointed in LibriVox and a few of those other services because um, while they are free, all the services to read things are donated by people who earnestly believe, I think, who earnestly believe in the, the importance of what they're doing, but don't necessarily have the skill. And so the reading is flat. Might have even been reading of H.P. Lovecraft, which is also hard to imagine being done flat. So there we are. Where I will land in the new plateau of me, I have no idea. How hard or how successful it will be, I have no idea of that either. The boundary conditions which I find myself transforming through, the liminal spaces which I move, aren't really markers of the ends of anything. They don't signify a, a summation or a, a conclusion. Instead, they're more like going into a brief pause and coming out different, differently focused on the other side. We shall see. It may be a fleeting notion. It might be caused by being tired. It's nearly 1 a.m. Actually, it's beyond 1 a.m. It may be because of that. It may be because I want to write, and this is how I might write a character going through something like this. Maybe none of this is true, and it's simply a projection. Which means I probably should write something down. I've been wondering out loud. I am marked the encaffeinated one. Who I might be tomorrow is probably sounding a lot the same, but it could be entirely different. I might still use the same name, describe myself in the same way. Maybe my landscape inside has utterly changed. I may still add up to five tomorrow, but I might be three plus two rather than one plus one plus one plus one plus one. Is that how to think about the transformation? Is that the mathematical structure that is missing in my metaphor? That the same whole can be composed of different structures of parts or parts put together in different ways? Two plus three versus three plus two, is there a substantial difference in that? Does, does order matter? Is order a, a temporal mechanism here? I don't know. Maybe I'll figure it out tomorrow. And I'll talk to you then.